Oh, man, we are just weeks away now as we march towards that LAFC opener on March 3rd. We can't wait to bring it to you here on ESPN LA 710 and the ESPN app. And joining us now, he's been a beast for LAFC since they started last season in the back. Of course, he's a, uh, an MLS veteran also with FC Dallas and now the U.S. men's national team in force. He's a goal scorer extraordinaire, the great Walker Zimmerman. Walker, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. That was a great intro. Thank you. Yeah, well, hey, look, you started scoring goals for LAFC late in the season when it looked like, you know, you you typically get a handful of goals each year in MLS. That's kind of been your MO, you know, over the years. And mm-hmm. uh, it, you st- maybe maybe you were a little upset with your goal scoring early with with uh, LAFC, but then you really turned it on late. It seemed like you couldn't stop scoring. And now all of a sudden you go to the U.S. men's national team. Let's backtrack a little bit, though. We'll get to that. But how was the camp with Greg Burholder? How did things go for you, man? I, you know, I had a great experience with Greg. That was my first time really working with him, getting to know him and his staff. And uh, I thought they did a really good job of, you know, implementing their style of play, creating a team culture, and uh, all the goals that he had kind of laid out for us at the beginning of camp, I felt like we accomplished. And uh, so it was a good, it was a long month. It was a good month. Uh, and I think it just prepared us all well to return back to our clubs to hit the ground running. All right, let's take it back a bit further and put you under the spot. Walker, why are you still with LAFC? What happened in the offseason, man? We were all worried. <laughs> Off-seasons are crazy times, uh, especially on contract <laughs> years, and um, there's always a lot of important decisions that need to be made. Um, but ultimately, you know, as my experience here last year with LAFC, that was a big factor in those decisions. Uh, just looking at what the, the club has done, the way that they've, gone about their business in terms of making everything professional, uh, really taking care of their players and making sure that all we have to focus on is the football aspect. And so uh, it's good to to be back, return with uh, the same staff, be under Bob. Uh, We had 18 guys returning from last season, so we kept a large part of our team. And so just to come back with my friends and teammates and uh, chase that, that elusive trophy. Well, there were a lot of rumors swirling around. Now we can talk about them with a bit of a smile on our face as LAFC fans, Walker, but what was going on in the offseason? Who came after you, man? Which parts of the, these stories we heard were true? Yeah, I mean, there's always, it's funny because the media, it, it's always crazy in the media. You know, some things are true, <laughs> some things are not. And sometimes you laugh when you see things come out, and then sometimes you're like, man, how do they even know that? And so, um, yeah, I mean, there's there was interest from uh, different places um, overseas. But again, like it comes back to all the different factors. You know, what league is it? What kind of coach are you playing for? What city are you living in? And when I took all these factors into consideration and, and just thought about it a little bit more, just felt like LA was home, uh, even after just one season. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to be back. Well, you know, we know that uh, as you just talked about there, uh, we're talking with Walker Zimmerman, uh, center back for LAFC. We know on the pitch, you talked about it with the with the organization. What about LA, Walker? Maybe outside of soccer, that has drawn it to you know to you. What makes you want to stay in Los Angeles? Well, you know, I think moving here, you you hear Los Angeles and you think of it as a daunting city uh, with tons of things to accomplish, <laughs> and that actually couldn't be more true. But it's yeah. it's not daunting in the sense of of being scary. It's just like, man, I really have so many different parts of the city and outskirts of the city, and even you know drives to Santa Barbara or Newport or, or places around here. There's just so much to conquer, uh, and so I'm I'm happy that we get to to come back and and hopefully achieve some of those other destinations and uh, really kind of figure out the the hidden spots around town. So, uh, like I said, tons to to cover and go to, but we feel like we barely scratched the surface in a, in a full year last year. 
You were right about that. You got the, this contract and maybe a couple other contracts in the future before you can conquer <laughs> yeah, we'll LA. See, that's we'll for sure. See. We are yeah. talking with Walker Zimmerman for uh, LAFC here on the Black and Gold Breakdown. Walker, let's talk. Talk me through that goal here. You know, let's be honest. Uh, it, the game for us as we watch, we want to know what it feels like. There are sometimes in a, in a player's career, Walker, where a ball is sent to you, a play is made, you make a run and you are supposed to score, no matter who you are, defender, forward, mm-hmm. mid, you're, you're supposed to score. That is kind of how that ball that Nick Lima put forward was for you. You're mm-hmm. supposed to put that ball in the back of the net. What does that feel like as it's coming at you? Well, it's, it's, a, little, it's a little scary. Uh, you know yeah. the goalkeeper. I saw the goalkeeper coming out, and so I'm thinking to myself, if I don't get to this ball first, I'm probably getting a, a fistful of goalie into my head. Um, and so that was my first reaction just get to the ball uh, because I knew that if the goalie was coming out then all I had to do is just head it down and on target and so that's the part where you talk about the goals that you have to score so obviously it was an empty net um, but uh, talk about the incredible ball man Nick put in a a phenomenal ball that just kind of went right into my run and uh, again I knew the keeper was coming out so I just had to get, get to the ball first Okay, Walker. Here I'm gonna I'm gonna relay you something personal. I was a garbage athlete, right? I love sports. Terrible <laughs> athlete. I played soccer in eighth grade, and the only goal I ever scored, I virtually blacked out in front of the goal, and then I woke up essentially when the ball was in the back yeah. of the net, right? It was a, you know just a tap uh-huh. in or whatever. Somebody else did all right. the work. Does that? Right. I mean, what does it? Ha- how does it happen for a pro? I know it's your job and everything, but like, are there times where you don't even really remember what happened, or is that just no? That's ridiculous. I mean. I think it's more right after it happens. I just kind of always freak out after goals. I don't know what it is. Uh, just the, the we thrill, see that the yes, we the emotion. <laughs> it's just it, it's just too much to sometimes even even celebrate. Like in that case, you know, you just kind of just go into a a crazy place where you're just so intense that your body doesn't even know what to do. Um, so it was fun. I've seen that out of you. Uh, you always, get like a you get like yeah. a good mad. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you get a good, good mad, mad after a you healthy, score. A healthy mad. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I think the words that always come out are "Let's go" or "Come on!" Like every yeah. single time, I I think I see pictures of myself screaming after every one. So uh, we'll see if that ever changes. But uh, maybe I can come up with a clever goal celebration at some point in my career. Walker, what's it like in terms of these camps? When you know, you, obviously, you have a couple of games to look forward to, as you guys did. But you know, realistically, you know, these are moving parts when it comes to a U.S. men's national team. That's the bottom line. You may not play with the same guy in the back every time. Quite frankly, you hope you mm-hmm. develop that chemistry with someone. What's that like, knowing that it's just, you know, it's your job, of course, but you you may be playing with several different players over the next few years. Right. Well, I think the important thing is knowing that it's always a competition, and and it's competition like it doesn't breed complacency, and so. Uh, it's been healthy to have guys, especially in the national team, that you're competing against that you don't always get to train with so that when you're there for, you know, two, three, four weeks, you're going head-to-head. You're trying to earn a spot on the field because, you know, as you mentioned, the games are the, the reward for those camps. Um, so it's always intense. You're always kind of competing. Um, and while you're all teammates and you're supporting each other, it is, to a certain extent, uh, just an individual battle of, of mentally overcoming things and, and physically being ready to, to handle the situation and then try and play yourself into a starting spot on the weekend. Are you going to be playing on Sunday against Atlanta in this next, uh, you know, it's preseason game, of course, but are you, are you going to be there playing? Yeah, yeah, I believe I should be. I think the plans are to have me play in that game, yes. Okay. Because, you know, honestly, I've, I've noticed the team. Obviously, I was out there for that game against Vissel Kobe. 
at the stadium, and it's been very intense in the preseason. What, mm. what have you noticed since coming back from the? Obviously, you're at a U.S. national camp. That's going to be intense. Right. But now at LFC is right. getting ready. What's what's the camp been like for you in this short time? It's been good. So I, I just finished. Uh, I think it's my third training session with the guys, and uh, no, I think it's our responsibility too. Just the guys coming back from camp that we we should also bring some level of intensity, competitive nature, and I, I think that's uh, one of my strengths is to try and be intense in training, try and raise the level. And so as we've gotten back, I think we've all made it a point on this team that you know just getting through practice isn't good enough. We want to win. We want to compete. We want to push each other to get better. And so there's been plenty of healthy conversations where we're all learning, we're all competing, but we're also pushing each other to, to reach a higher level than we were last year. One last thing, Walker. I know it's, you know, you know it's a business. We get it. Players move. This is soccer. This is world football. There are plenty of opportunities. Were you a little worried with the Carlos Vela Barcelona rumors flying around that turned out to be, uh, thankfully, just rumors? You know, I, I didn't even get a chance to, to text him over those. I saw it on Twitter. I was like, hmm, like, is this real? Is it not? And, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's hard because they're always your teammates, but you also don't want to meddle too much into personal things. So let's sure, just say sure. I'm glad he's coming back. Uh, really excited <laughs> to have him as a teammate because he's obviously uh, is really special and brings a different dynamic to our team. Well, it's a good place to end because we all agree on that. He is Walker Zimmerman, for center sure. back for LAFC. This is Black and Gold Breakdown. Walker, thanks so much for taking the time, buddy. All right, thank you, guys. Continued success right. to Walker Zimmerman. Of course, he scored in one of the games for the U.S. men's national team. It's always a pleasure to talk to him here on the show. Always love talking to him. Now, I, I want to start breaking down, uh, speaking of the Black and Gold Breakdown, I want to break down the, the UEFA Champions League round of 16 a little bit here and these matchups. And we'll dig in even deeper as we go here on the show. This is Soccer Weekly. Dave Dunholm hanging out with you here. And you know, some of these matchups, uh, not more intriguing than others, but the round of 16 is always interesting because you don't know if you're going to get that, like, oh, man, that massive Barcelona versus Real Madrid right away kind of thing. We saw the draw. We talked a little bit about the draw when it actually took place. Now the games are coming, right? They start on Tuesday and then Wednesday, and then they do the next week. There's uh, four more matchups on Tuesday and Wednesday for the first leg of these two-leg ties in the UEFA Champions League round of 16. Let's go over the matchups again real quick. Roma takes on Porto. Roma gets the home first leg and then on Tuesday. And then Man United and PSG. That's one of those big ones now, especially with the way Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is done with Man United. And by the way, just as a little offshoot here, how can they not hire Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for me. Now, I know there's a, the, oh, Denholm, your Cleveland Browns didn't hire Greg Williams. Come on. Solskjaer has like, been dominant managing this team. This team has turned around 180. Who in the world? I mean, the pressure that's going to be on the next manager if they don't keep Ole. Well, this the, this matchup against PSG will tell us a lot about him and his future, in my estimation. And then on Wednesday, the 13th, coming up, Midweek, Tottenham hosts Dortmund in that first uh, leg. Whoa, another tough one in Ajax and Real Madrid. And then on Tuesday, the 19th, Lyon and Barcelona, Liverpool and Bayern Munich. Wednesday, the first leg has Atletico hosting Juventus and Cristiano Ronaldo. Schalke against Man City in the other one. We'll break those down a little bit further uh, still to come here on Soccer Weekly. Also, more on the Mexican national team and an interesting little tidbit from a player actually, from uh, Dortmund. It's a story an ESPN FC 
did over at ESPNFC.us. I love the website, but kind of an interesting little story there. We'll have that and so much more. I am Dave Dunholm. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football in Southern California. You're listening to ESPN LA 710.